all NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. He was a plus 13, which led the team. Finally. Finally. Finally, <laughs> plus minus is where it's supposed to be. Right, um, and what we're used to. Right. right. I mean, he was the best player on the court by far tonight. He was 36 points. He looked like he got his legs under him again for a little bit. Um, in December, it looked like he was like kind of dragging, right? You know, not as not as explosive, um, leaving things short both in threes and at the rim. Yeah, but he had 36 points tonight, six assists, two rebounds, four steals, and a block. Um, just kind of doing everything out there. Yeah, Magic. look, setting screens like. <laughs> However Which you want. He does. <laughs> I like plays. Um, look away threes, finishes around the rim, just kind of complete Steph game. And these are the games that remind you, like, yeah, he's still he's still that guy. Right. Um, so you know, they gotta do what they need to do to make sure that he's in a position to, you know, compete at the highest level when it when it comes time for the playoffs and stuff like that, because he's very much still um at that level as an individual player. Um, his, his splash bro got into some foul trouble early in the game. Yes, they he did. Two of those were ticky tack, you know, but he's guarding up. Yeah. He's guarding Paolo Bancaro for the majority of the game. Paolo 6'10", beast bully ball, kind of like cut from that Carmelo Anthony cloth where he's just kind of getting into your space and mm-hmm. trying to bump you off. So Clay got a few calls there, but in the second half, he – you know, looked like vintage clay. I think he only had three points in the first half, so he had 12 in the second half. Great defense outside of those early fouls. Pretty much yeah. put Paolo Bancaro in a straitjacket the whole game. He did. He he really locked in to saying, listen, all right, that was that half. This is this half. Now just lock in, play smart defense, and don't get agitated. Mm-hmm. D- don't allow hey, if you get this call, don't let it take you out of what your job is. So, and he started hitting shots. He played mm-hmm. better defense. It all works together. And we yeah. needed that. Yeah. So. And I think um, something that I noticed was they put the ball in his hands and in Steph's hands a lot earlier and more often. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of underrated how much of a rhythm player Clay is. Like we all know that Steph, well, both, I think, honestly, but okay, we all know yeah. that Steph is a rhythm guy. He needs to touch the ball. He needs to, you know, dribble into a lot of his shots. But I think with Clay as well, because he's been so much of a catch and shoot guy and known as a catch and shoot guy for the majority of his career, I think he plays a lot better when you give him a little bit more ball handling reps, not necessarily like, playing point guard but right right like we let's um, not get crazy you right, know, not, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just just getting a feel let, let right. me let me touch it some i can you know run some little handoffs to you like exactly. just those kinds of touches exactly like he early in the game they ran a double pin down for him he caught the ball and it was immediately a, a rifle pass down to trace for a dunk yeah um, that that's nice. going to be there all the time and he had another one where he, I think it was might have been semi-transition where he came down and wrapped it around his head with the left hand. Yep. No game. look. Yeah. Oh, it was like, like oh, okay, Clay. Okay, Clay. <laughs> like, he doesn't have, like, a handle to break somebody down. Right. He rarely <laughs> ever gets picked. Like, he's not going to 
somebody's not going to just pick his pocket and, and he's not going to turn it over on a live dribble. He might turn it over on a pass, but like not on a live dribble. So I think leaning into more of his gravity on the on the ball can generate easier shots for his teammates and then it gets him a better feel for the ball. So his shots right. go down a little bit easier. Um, and keeps him engaged. Exactly. And keeps him mentally engaged as well. Next, we're looking at Trace, another solid game. I think he was a little bit jump happy early he in was, the game. Yeah, yeah. It was like, okay, okay all right. Like, yeah. relax. Right. Right. <laughs> we know you started and everything, but, <laughs> you know, just calm it down. Because yeah. <laughs> these are some big dudes. Like. Big dudes. And it's like, it was, it was kind of, I don't want to bring him up. It's kind of like Wiseman-esque where it was like, he wants to block everything so bad that he goes for a block and the guy that he's on gets to offensive rebound. Yeah. Um, so hopefully they correct that going forward. But solid game overall. He was active. You know, he's always active. He has still had two blocks. Yeah. One still. But he still had some good blocks in there. So oh, yeah. yeah, he's the shot blocker. They what do they say? Leapers leap. He's one of those type of players. Um, he's still a rookie, despite, you know him being wise beyond his age, but I mean, he's still kind of an older rookie, but yeah, he, he makes rookie mistakes every now and then. And they just got to live with those for now because he just offers things that they don't have anywhere else on the roster. So. Yeah. And, and that was, it was, it was evident. You, you just saw just how they move differently when he's out there, you know, opposed to when we have Looney out there, which I'm sure you will get to soon. <laughs> yeah before we get there we're going to talk about jk but a great game yeah um, attacking the rim i mean i think these players they know like some of the narratives behind them as players and stuff like that and he knows that franz went right after him in the draft mm -hmm. and a lot of people are like they should have picked franz um i mean franz is an amazing player but I'm sure that juiced him up a little bit. Right. To to sometimes it was, okay, dude, if you're going to come in here and doing all this spin move, at least attempt to actually make the layup because mm. you're just going in there willy-nilly and you're not getting the call. Mm -hmm. and, and so now you got to hustle back on defense, which you were doing kind of, sort of. But it, it was just some of those moments where you're just like, look, Mm -hmm. you can get there, but I need you to actually make this layup and not just mm -hmm. kind of go in there just whoosh, all right. crazy. You know, be under control and you will still get off up against Wagner. Like, you, you'll still get that chance. Yeah. <laughs> like, Definitely. we're going to try to make that happen for you. <laughs> Definitely. And I mean, after the game, he, he said... Um, be, I believe Bonte asked him something about like playing next to the Splash Bros. And he pretty much was like, every team is terrified of these two dudes. So I get open shots all the time, like open, open lanes. And that's kind of where he has to eat like 14 shots today. A lot of them were at the rim. Yeah. He did take five threes, but most of his shots are going to come in the painted area. And he's pretty, pretty potent in that area of the court as long as he's under control. You know, not doing not doing too much, right. taking taking simple shots. He could have had over twenty if CB three would have threw him a lob at the end of the game. 
you know, right there. Little Chris, little Chris, little Chris. <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> little Chris. <laughs> getting on my nerves, getting on my nerves. But no, but but the fact that Kaminga says that, it's like tap into that, really hone into that, use the gravity that they're drawing and make yourself available. Mm-hmm. And it will be there for you. So, yep. you know, instead of kind of hanging out and not like get involved. And he was making some really good passes too. So we'll give yeah. him that. Yeah. He finished with the uh, forces and he was doing kind of the Draymond thing a little bit where he was hunting mm-hmm. shots for Stephen Clay. Like, where are they at? I need to find yep. them and get the ball. Um, and it usually yields good results and it creates good energy for the team. Um, right. So that was good. He got two blocks too. One of them was kind of unexpected. I didn't think he could reach it, but he got to it. That just kind of shows he his did. potential. Yeah. yeah. Especially that one he was running down. Uh, somebody was going up for a layup and it was just like, all right. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> yeah. They just, they need that kind of play from him. Um, the athleticism plays trace as well. Trace got two blocks. Um, it just changes the game and it gets them out in transition. It's not enough to just get a stop. You kind of need a few stops that give that push you into transition so you can get easy baskets. And those are the type of plays that will do that. Um, speaking of defense, Chris Paul. Man. Oh, I thought you were going to get to Wiggins because I thought Wiggins had a pretty decent game. Decent. Listen, Listen homie was getting blown through the chest on some of those <laughs> but listen nothing you can do about that <laughs> he was yeah, he was, was still in position so yeah like well what you what you want me to do i know i mean they, they're playing him at the four a lot or kind of like in the big position and he has to guard some of these bigger dudes like mo wagner right. on the block and that's just a tough ask for him but um yeah, we'll we'll brush over Chris Paul. I want to do all the starters, but we'll brush over. Chris oh, Paul. okay. He was a minus nine, yeah. so that's just that just kind of tells you what kind of game he was having. Um, he just compromises the defense. I'll just <laughs> keep reminding everybody that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not a great defender anymore. But moving to Wiggins, Wiggins. Um, I think he had a. I think he had good stretches. I think he had subpar stretches as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think he got pulled at the end of the game because JK was playing so well and he wasn't playing that well. Right. Yeah. So kind of something to monitor, but like in the first half, he was good in the second half. It was kind of like, like you said, blown through the chest a little bit. I think he had like a bad closeout on Mo Wagner. Um, yeah. And that, that kind of led to a layup and then Mo Wagner kind of just put him in the post and just scored on him. It's like, but then it was also just, he was out there with Dario and Chris. It just, I just didn't feel like that was the best lineup for him to really succeed. It it was just a a mess to me, that one. And I think JK was out there too. But I I still think it's because Chris is there for some reason. It's like this this just wasn't working for, for me or for Wiggins. It just didn't highlight him enough. It just was like, Oh, this is so choppy. And then that's of course the lead goes as well in in that stint there. Yeah. Because no one, there was no no one could really shoot 
except for Dario. And it wasn't like he wasn't really getting the ball like in his spots either. It was just a mess. Yeah, that was a weird lineup combo. Um, I do think Clay's uh, foul trouble kind of threw the rotation off a little bit. And then obviously Gary getting hurt. We'll get to Gary. Yeah. Kind of threw the rotation off a little bit. But that's when we thought that Moody was going to enter. I mean, he was riding a bike and yeah. still riding. He might still be riding the bike now. I but I mean, that's where I was just like, well, you call him off the bench, go get warmed up, but he never enters the game. Mm. Houseway. How? Huh. Okay. I mean, hopefully he's back in the rotation. <sighs> come Denver. Look, right. come Denver. Right, because, I mean, Gary's going to be out for a while. I guess we can briefly touch on on that. Yeah, that sucked. Hamstring Ugh. strain, kind of like non-contact-ish. He tripped. He tripped, and I'm sure it, it, his his leg just kind of tweaked. It, but, it, but it looked like his leg gave out actually first before he went down. Because mm. I, I was watching the replay, and it looked like, oh, it gave out, and that's what caused him to trip. And it just so happened that the Orlando player was right there, but he didn't trip him. So yeah, yeah. I don't think they it made just, contact. It just, uh, it's man, that sucked. Just it got like back. He just, just gets back. Started really like, all right, okay, we got the team. Let's go. Just mm-hmm. done. And he had just made a great play, too. That layup. Okay. Perfect. It's like, okay, Gary's Picking up full back. court. Ah. Yeah, just tough, tough, tough scene there. And he knew just, and once he showed what he felt, it was just like, well, no, he's really injured. This ain't no, let me quick go to the back. Celebrini, wrap me up real quick. I'm going to be right back. No, it was, he ain't coming back. Mm -hmm. Probably for the rest of this home stretch. I mean, for sure. If it's a hamstring. Hamstring is like super tricky, takes a while to heal. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's anywhere between a few weeks or to a month or something like that, depending on how how bad the strain is. So mm-hmm. well for Gary. Um, I mean, at this point, I mean, before he's before he even got to Warriors, he was always kind of injury prone. And he's he's at that age now where he's playing a super athletic style of basketball, you know, very athletic, explosive. Yeah. But he's in his 30s, right? So it could come with a little bit of, um, you know, extra injuries, even the non-contact injuries now. So it's just something that they got to be mindful of going forward. But, I mean, they, they have the depth to be able to make sure they're they're fine when he isn't there. And that starts with playing Moses Moody. So hopefully <laughs> Moses Moody. Look, welcome back, Moses. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back. It's like you feel bad that he has to come in because someone's injured but it shouldn't really be that way he should still be in the rotation because Mm -hmm. we could use his shooting and his defense i I just especially his defense less chris less chris Chris. more moody it's really an easy fix can can anybody explain to me why chris paul played 30 minutes today um it's only a matter of time knock on wood before he pulls something playing this many minutes it's like come on uh but i mean it is what it is so hopefully we see moody going forward 
speaking of guys who are not playing, one, Mr. Draymond Green apparently hasn't been around the team. I can't say I'm shocked about that, but he hasn't been around the team despite the league saying that it's okay for him to be there. Um, uh, Steve Kerr made it seem like it was a mutual decision for them to spend more time apart during this process, which Oof. I'm not really sure what that means. But You're not really sure? <laughs> Look, sounds like somebody is fed up and is like, you're doing to, you're doing this to yourself and it it sounds like just on the surface you're not really doing the work like you should be mm. i mean to to say no we we text but no nah, we, we don't need him in the facility like with us when we out he can come in that's that's yeah. saying something. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I mean, ultimately, it's going to have to come out eventually what, what's been going on and what the next move is, whether it's just integrating him back in slowly on a minutes restriction or having him practice for a little bit before he's allowed to play mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe even something bigger than that. You never know. But something... It's obviously something to monitor. The team all, the team really just is not going to be as good as it can possibly be if Draymond is not playing. That's just right. Point, period, point blank. Um, if you're looking to move on from Draymond in any capacity, what is the likelihood of that happening, right? What is the likelihood of somebody wanting to bring Draymond in to their team for the mm-hmm. price, given his history and given just the risk of him being suspended by the league at any point, even for things that might not be malicious intent from him. Like he's automatically going to be defaulted to suspension and the suspensions are only going to get worse from here. So at this point. It's looking like he's out an entire month. Like this is like, this is a long time when you think. For sure. I mean, it's going to be – he missed, what, like two games earlier with injury. He was ejected, I believe, from three other games. Mm-hmm. He was suspended for the five-game one. Now I think this is game 10 of this suspension. And this started December 13th, so uh, – Probably going to end up missing like 25 games this season. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Something close to it, um, which is unfortunate because he was there for every game pretty much last year. Yeah. Um, play well last year. Even after the punch thing, he was kind of like on his best behavior into the playoffs. He did that Sabonis stuff. But, yeah, we don't have to dive too deep on, on the bad decisions made by Draymond Green. But it's just it's sad that it's hurting the team like this because they can definitely use him. And I don't think their record is 15 and 17 if he's played – in a lot of these games, he's, I mean, 15 games missed due to suspension is ridiculous. Like, if he plays in those games, you know, how many of those losses that he missed turn into wins? Um, entire mm-hmm. season looks different. Then they just have a much better, clearer picture of the team if he's there. Right. Like, well, let's just wait until Draymond gets back. It's like, well, it's 40 games in. It's like, just uh, sad stuff, sad stuff. But um, 
Yeah.